Welcome, Internet, to the Meteor Station Virtual Reality Podcast. We're going to keep this one a little shorter because you only get to see the outcome of these podcasts, but it's in crazy pants over here. So I am joined by Gruen. How's it going, Gruen? Uh, it, it has been crazy, and I guess we can just start off with the fact that my computer and my phone both died within like three days of each other and for different reasons. And so this has been a not so fun week or two. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, at this point, it's going to be one of those things where like all the things happening are going to be funny to look back on. So we may as well just look back on it now and laugh about it because one of the things that was kind of terrible is to reset your phone required your laptop that was dead so that was quite the right. situation right so my phone works again but i can't restore until i get a laptop and the laptop they have to replace the motherboard and the motherboard is not the earliest they can get it is a month from now so i'm trying to see what else they can do and they're going to let me know tomorrow what they can do so i'm going to try to look back and laugh um okay my laptop died ha 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 yay yeah <laughs> nice well executed it's pretty unfortunate needless to say gruen's here on a different pc he's borrowing my wife's computer which is the world's slowest device i might actually try to call guinness and see if they'll get us in there for world's slowest pc not actually but uh it's a far cry from the normal laptop and normal setup in general but i guess you also have some good news to share if you're down to share with the class sure uh what would that be the the new house yeah the big news the literal big news because yeah, it's huge so well so we we moved to the east coast here to be by you guys and and real estate has been just crazy and we didn't think we'd probably find a house for months and everybody talks about how they've been you know bidding up the pricing and and you're you're just going to have a tough time getting one even if you find one you like you're probably going to get outbid and even people from different states or even different countries are buying them sight unseen and so we found the the house we liked we got in there we bought it no competition so all good we are so happy with it um of course we don't live in it yet but um yeah i think it's gonna be great yeah i'm definitely excited for you guys it's gonna be awesome possum hopefully without the possums but i guess you could no, just that would replace be... that with double awesome uh, I, I wouldn't mind a awesome possum i just don't want a horrible possum I'm a bland possum yeah what's yeah. your possum yeah. threshold for it to be acceptable on your premises um I, I would like one that stays around the like uh outside of the perimeter of the house you know if it would just kind of walk by on the sidewalk now and then and 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 do something cute and then keep moving that'd be great <laughs> and it would get your dog some exercise because they would definitely keep <laughs> yeah. it moving but we yeah. were already thinking about talking about VR real estate anyway, so we may as well jump into that before we kick it off with the normal news segment, because uh, you had actually seen an article about iBuyers and people buying virtually more than ever, 
and there's so much going on with people not even seeing the houses before they buy it and virtual tours obviously so it's in a very relevant situation for virtual reality but yeah you're the most recent home buyer so get in there jump right in well yeah and we also did a, a flip virtually uh also bought a, another house virtually that that we rent currently so yeah that that is a big thing for virtual reality is is the real estate market of course and zillow is happy about it because with the pandemic they are wanting more people to be able to to buy homes without realtors and they're trying to upset that market so we we bought a house that we were in another state and we just kind of took a virtual tour not kind of we took a virtual tour of the house and we could tell by street view how it looked in the neighborhood we could tell what the you know if if the price was good compared to other houses that were selling and bought it and we were very happy with it so it worked out for us we've been to houses where they said somebody bought this house from another country and then they got here and you know this was one particular house and then they got here and they didn't like how far out of town it was so they backed out but other people from other countries and other states have bought houses and never see it and who knows whether they're coming here to live or whether they're flipping it but according to the article there's a lot of house flipping going on virtually. Yeah. And I think the article was outside of the VR realm, uh, so we don't need to get too far into it because obviously this is a VR podcast, but it's all relevant and interesting. But it sounds like they're largely in there to do virtual purchases and saying that they just need a few pictures and those for like Zillow and whatever the other ones in there were, uh, which to me says photographers. Get ready, because <laughs> if you yeah, can just yeah. make your like some random ugly house look great, you know there's an extra bonus ten grand in it for you. That's <laughs> yeah. But when we were looking at houses, it, it is nice to have a virtual tour. Not every house has it, but when it has a virtual tour, it's so much easier to to get a real good idea of if the house is right. Right. And one thing, just to get into a techie tangent, I really am hoping that the technology is being worked on, and it's got to be in the works already, where, so say you take multiple photos like you would for VR tour of a house, and it stitches them together so you can actually just move around the house. Or you, same idea with video, you use these different frames and you figure out, okay, this object's here in this space and you figure out how to map out the house. It's got to be something they're doing because they've already got like, you know, the G2, the Quest 2, they've got the really nice room tracking. AR does this a lot where it figures out what's where in a room. If they can figure out how to best generate, I, I don't know if it'd still be like a material with objects kind of situation or I don't know. I'm not yeah. this kind of tech, but uh, I'm hopeful that that becomes a thing because that would be so much better if you're just able to actually walk around the house and then like you could actually see a house in VR and have it almost be better for figuring out how your house would look because you can do like Ikea does with their VR app where you place furniture and see like, does this go here? Would my TV fit well here? Uh, does the couch have room with a table next to it or, you know, whatever it is you're right. trying to do. So. Right, yeah, 
And if you are trying to decide if you want a dog or a cat or a mongoose, you should be able to see how a mongoose looks on your couch versus dog or a cat. I think you're thinking of awesome possum. Get that Ooh. mongoose out of here. Well, I don't know. Be fun. Maybe a ferret. <laughs> Ferrets are fun. Yeah. I'm on board the ferret train and trains. Yeah. So they're shaped like ferrets. The other thing about that people need to do, and I'm sure somebody's doing this, but they the builders need to put a 360 camera in each room while they're building and just get that a snapshot. Just get a snapshot every so often in each room, especially before the drywall goes up, because then people can know exactly where the wires are in the wall, where the two by fours are, all that. Because, you know, if you, if you've ever drilled and put in uh, something in your wall and you drill into a pipe, especially in a bathroom, that you have a chance of hitting a pipe that is going to cause a smell disaster. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't really sure. Where you were, I I almost asked for a story because I'm sure there was one, and then I was there like, is. Oh, I don't really need a smell disaster. Well, on no, a scale of okay, hit me, hit me I'll with smell you. disaster. Yeah, here's smell disaster. So, so we <laughs> we did a remodel. We did a remodel flip before, and it worked out really well. But one of the things that happened was. Uh, there was a, a screw or a nail in a bathroom that went into a pipe that was part of the the whole septic uh, system, right? So it wasn't like a direct thing where, you know, it was a pipe that went up. And so it was really just a problem with fumes. So what happens at first, the nail is so tight in there that you're not going to notice. But in about a year or plus or minus however many months, that eventually is going to there's going to be more and more of a gap around the nail and then you start smelling it and then you smell it more and more and more and more and and eventually you're like what is going on here and so the plumber has to come in this isn't something i know how to do but could probably figure it out with a youtube video they come in and they blow smoke through the pipes and that tells them exactly where the the uh, problem is so they can find that smoke and then they have to cut into your wall, fix it, patch it back up. Yeah. So I do really like this idea. At first, it was like, there's no way builders are ever going to do that. But I actually really like where you're headed with it, which is just like any projects you want to do with your house in the future, you'd be willing to pay a little bit more to get this potentially. And that's going to be any motivator for someone in it for the money like a builder. If you can take these snapshots and get a little bit of extra money and really it's probably just like you were saying, just right before the drywall goes in, because then you can see the wires, you can see the two by fours, you can see the pipes. So yeah, I like that idea a lot. And it'd be, if they were willing to do it as a snapshot thing, I think it'd be cool to watch, but there's no way, (laughs) or like a progress shots thing, it'd be cool to watch, but I don't see them actually doing that. So Yeah, maybe not. But yeah, just like when you buy a car and they sell you the, the mats or the polyurethane finish or whatever they put on the outside, the coating, and they, they get you with all these little extras. That could be the house thing. So they, they sell you a house and then they go, oh, by the way, for $3,000, you can have these shots that show you where everything is inside the walls. That's right. probably a little yeah. high priced. Yeah. I mean, but if you're spending 400000 and 
some people say sure whatever <laughs> i'm sure they do a yeah. price analysis where it's like how many people say sure whatever mm-hmm. at which prices um right <laughs> so yeah. yeah but i guess my last thing for the housing section before we move on to the other vr things we've got for this podcast is just the realtors being edged out i think the like if we're talking a vr app where you're able to just Imagine it's like Google Earth and you can like look around and then go into the house. It's like Google Earth meets Zillow. So you see the different ones for sale. You can see the snapshot of what it's got going. You can pop in there and look around, walk down the street, whatever it is. Um, but then if you're actually able to make like an offer in this VR app and you know i'm sure it'd be it wouldn't all be vr and i'm sure it wouldn't be exclusively vr if it were to be made but then it just this automated system walks you through the purchasing process it's very much like a solved situation so long as the you know underwriter and whoever it's all figured out i don't see any reason why it couldn't be just one app so i don't know i'm sorry could you repeat cool. that <laughs> i'm just that, kidding that that <laughs> i had to find a loophole because i really didn't want to say all that again <laughs> i know that was the joke i love long speeches and then you just say that to people oh could you repeat that <laughs> I'll keep that one in the back pocket. So Uh, that is, I mean, okay, here's my question. mm -hmm. Where would you buy a virtual house? If you you were going to buy a house without sight unseen except virtually, where would you want to buy a house or where would you feel comfortable doing that? Well, so this is actually uh, something we had, uh, my wife and I had thought about before, and this would actually be really applicable to us if we weren't so very, very settled in where we are now, which is uh, there's a thing called geo-arbitrage where some places around the world just cost less to live, and some places even will pay you to move there and that kind of thing. And so just imagine an oceanfront house in Mykonos, Greece or something. There's no way I'm going to fly over every time there's an interesting property or, you know, any of the other places. I don't know that Mykonos came up as geo-arbitrage, but like, uh, I'm sure it's not bad, but, you know, just any place that you would want to look at to live in for a bit overseas or especially if you're able to do some sort of B&B-esque situation. So mm-hmm. that kind of thing would be great if you could just buy something overseas to live in for a few years and get to explore Europe and then try to sell off once you're done, fix yeah. it up while you're there. So it's at least gaining some amount of value. Right. Yeah. But very, very relevant to all this house stuff. Film festivals. It's not relevant. Oh. I just am transitioning. You're, brace yourself. I hope you're sitting. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. So I am now, but I wasn't. So there's good news and there's bad news. We'll start with the bad news, which is Starloaf did get some nose from some festivals. So it's not just going to clean sweep, get in and win in every festival. But then we started applying to some with Jelly, which is a thing we had mentioned before, a kid's cartoon. So it's legit hand-drawn 8K VR, uh, and it's a kid's cartoon. So it's actually really cool, and it's a unique style to us because hand-drawn means that hand-drawn art style is not something that other people are going to have. It's uh, drawn by Gruen here. So really cool, and it's so far gotten into and won two of its own. So yay, Jelly. Correct. Yeah. 
No, that was, that's cool. And we will just continue with that. Uh, there's like a season for festivals and we, we are waiting for some of the other festivals to open up and give us their, their deadlines. And then we'll put it in a few more and see how it does and then figure out how we're going to release it later. Well, I think we have a plan on that, but yeah. So, yeah, so there's jelly. Jelly is the cartoon and then, uh, Starloaf. If you know, not everybody has probably listened to every one of these, but Starloaf is a claymation stop action uh, show, and it's uh, very funny. And you can actually, if you go back in our videos, you can see a Starloaf behind the scenes. That's a lot of fun. How we made it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even just the behind the scenes is fun. So yeah, the show itself must be good. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But while we're on the subject of VR videos and footage and stuff, there was a thing about footage from space. It was taken at some space station so we can actually go on a VR spacewalk, which to me just sounds like a blast. And they did it with 3D 360 footage. They had to get some fancy modified camera to actually get to use it in space. But... Hmm. Now, we don't have to be modified to be able to survive space. We can just <laughs> go in VR. Well, like, can, I, can I point out something? Could you look around you, right, look around you right now? Yeah, uh, this might be a little yeah. more cartoony than actual space, though. Oh, I thought this was real. Well, but we can compare, you know? Maybe this is more real. We'll find okay. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think real is going to be boring. This is, this is cool. The real space is just going to be like nothing going on at all. Maybe you just have to, like, get yourself underwater while you're doing that so you can be weightless, I might add it. Or just have someone hold you up the whole time, you know? I th yeah, I thought you meant get underwater in space, and I wasn't sure how to do that, but okay. <laughs> I'm with you now. Yeah, I don't think you do that, yeah. I think you yeah. just don't, is how. So, what were you going to say? Nothing. I was just going to bump the microphone. Ah, very nice. An added touch, as it were. Uh, another thing I saw was the Vive Pro I had some demos, which this isn't a new headset. It was released a couple years ago, but I hadn't really seen much in terms of demos. But to be fair, I hadn't looked at much in terms of demos, but just came across one and it, it really does add something. So it'd be a thing that would really help with you know, the VR meetings and classrooms and all that, where it just makes people feel so much more lifelike instead of, you know, they have the fake eye movement here. But if it's actually eye tracking and keeping it realistic, I think that could be pretty cool. And I could see it being useful for games, too. You know, if you have laser vision or whatever, playing as Superman flying around using laser vision, you have to have it know where you're looking, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't play anything that I care about the eyeballs. You're you're probably into games that are more specific like that. No, it, I mean, I like just paintball. Like the <laughs> paintball, you just care just, where the where the paint's going. Yeah, <laughs> but what if you can control the paint with your eyeballs? No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just like the technological advancement of VR in general. Just like every little nice to have, every little uh, you know, as just all these different things get better, it's gonna then become commonplace that there's eye tracking. And even though it's not like wow, I yeah. needed this necessarily for us, it's. No, yeah, I get it. Neat. Well, another—I don't know if you're done with that, but the, I did see that the the 
parent company of TikTok bought Pico, a different VR headset maker. And wow. so they're they're kind of heading in the what do they say the footsteps of Facebook. I hate that. So like why why does somebody why do they have to be in the footsteps of Facebook? Why maybe they're just doing their own thing. But I'm not a big fan of TikTok. I mean, I don't I've seen it. I, I know what it is and I you know, it's just uh it's interesting and everything, but I'm not sure what they're doing with the headset, but we will find out soon. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of wild. I would not have guessed that that would be someone eager to spend enough money to buy out a fancy headset maker. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's big. Huh. Yeah, and uh, and then there's, of course, the Apple information. Which is what? Then, now, this is just a rumor. I think the site is called Mac Rumor, but they got their information from another source that the Apple VR AR glasses are going to have to be tied into the iPhone. Yeah. So I don't know how people are going to, you know, maybe that's how it's even controlled if they're just AR glasses. And, you know, you got a pretty heavy duty computer inside your iPhone and then they don't have to put all the computer chips in the glasses. Hmm. If you lose your glasses, maybe, maybe it won't be as bad to replace. Yeah. I mean, what it makes me wonder is, so for instance, the Quest 2, so Quest 2 required an external app to be able to do anything with it. And so what my guess would be based on that is that they might require some sort of iOS app, like something they've developed. And so if it is some sort of iOS-only app, then that would essentially mean you do have to have an iPhone, which I think, while that is hot garbage <laughs> for like to someone like me who doesn't like that kind of thing, I think it's really actually not going to matter because I think the only people that will be really interested in an Apple VR headset would be people that are going to have iPhones. I bet there yeah. are a small number of people. Well, you know what? Maybe this is untrue because I know some people like developing on uh, on apples, but I don't know. I, maybe it's maybe there will be more people than I was initially expecting in my brain, but I don't see a lot of people being inconvenienced by this just yeah. off the bat. Well, and I need to I need to probably add to that because I I did read further and it and it sounded like. You could use another Apple product. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. So it's, I think it's going to be some Apple product you have to be connected to. So what they're making it sound like is you're going to have to have more than just the Apple AR VR glasses. You're going to have to not have another Apple product. So people who don't have Apple, like you said, probably wouldn't even be looking at it in the first place. But if yeah. they want it for some reason, they're going to have to get another Apple product if this rumor is true. Yeah. And that would make sense too if you can instead use an Apple laptop or whatever to sign in or whatever you need to do. Then, yeah, I, I could see this being completely not an issue because anyone that's like, even if it's just you want this headset as a game developer, you probably are already looking at cross compatibilities and other things. So, yeah. getting an Apple device is probably either not out of your way or you probably already have one. So, I don't know. Interesting. You probably already have one. Whoa! But yeah, I, I guess I went the least spicy route on my own personal take. I guess I should reiterate that I really just don't like that kind of thing where you just have to have this and this when 
I mean, it's not a big deal if it's like you need what, like a charge adapter and the cord. You know, it's like okay, duh, that's absolutely fine. But when it's like this, I, I don't know the price, but this thousand dollar headset and this thousand dollar phone or PC or whatever to be able to use it, I think that's obnoxious. And you know, yeah. Well, and it's going to keep going because they're developing a car. So to get the Apple car, you're going to have to have the Apple Air of your glasses and the Apple iPhone and MacBook. And then <laughs> if they if they create uh, uh, like mansions, like like some city of mansions, Apple Mansion, then you're going to have to have the Apple car and on down the line to get an Apple Mansion. Ooh, that'd probably be a really good um, Black Mirror episode right there. Apple Mansion. It actually sounds if it, like a lot of the things in Black Mirror. It just sounds like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And then they spend an hour <laughs> ruining it for you. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you need Apple Body, where your body is replaced by an apple. Um, right. Anyway. Are we recommending uh, Black Mirror? Are we recommending that people watch that? Uh, I'm still struggling with it. I've seen a couple episodes that I thought were good, but I've seen a few episodes that I kind of wish I could unsee, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is that is the perfect way to say it. So you're, you're not uh, really recommending it, but you're not not recommending it. Yeah, that was the least useful review I could possibly give, but also the most <laughs> accurate. <laughs> So, did you have any what else other? You got over there. Yeah, I was about to ask if you had any other news because I've been saving all of my game-related news to be all bunched up together. But there's a lot of game-related news. No, I've just got news of things that I've been recording. I've been going around places and recording things for future videos, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, well, we can hear about some games. Minor tease there. But yeah, I'm hopeful that your computer hasn't exploded, so we all get to watch those things in the future. True. Yeah. If anyone's just somehow discovering this on something where you have no idea that we have a VR YouTube channel, we post weekly content there, and it's free and it's fun and it's varied. So check it out if you haven't already. But yeah, VR game stuff. So one game that I was really excited to see this update for. No Man's Sky. So this is a game where it just generates like a universe for you. It generates planets, it generates asteroid belts, it just generates like crazy. It's this massive procedurally generated universe that you can explore. And so... Um, have you looked around you lately? <laughs> I think it's about time for you to jump off the meteor. That's uh, <laughs> too many... <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, well, uh, VR chat has already... Re they've already created it. Here we are. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah. So the No Man's Sky update, I, I think they called it Frontiers, but basically they it's a pretty big update it looks like to me i haven't gotten to jump in quite yet but it's got actual civilizations you can encounter which is really exciting to me because it does seem like a really really fun game but with just a bunch of exploration and building and stuff you know i'm i've mentioned being a big fan of arc and whatnot before 
And it's similar where you can explore and build. Obviously, it's not procedurally generated or anything like that, but you can explore these places. But then there are goals. You go through these caves and fight these bosses and whatnot. And so being able to actually encounter civilizations and fight stuff, it looks like there are mechs and that kind of stuff. I don't really know much about the civilizations yet because I like to discover that kind of stuff myself instead of reading a bunch of spoilers. So don't know too much to spoil for you, so you're welcome on that. But it just seems good. But also with gaming, China is only allowing three hours of game time for people, I believe, under 18 which is mm-hmm. Nutter Butters. I don't know if you... Yeah. I guess it sounds like you saw that. So it was eight I did. Before, and they've still managed to be the super competitive region in esports, but my understanding is that they use their parents' IDs or whatnot, or just someone else's ID that's old enough to log in and then mm. they can play as much as they want. But this time it's actually going to affect pro gamers because... If you have three hours, you can't be like on stage and doing however many scrims and all that. And like, oh, yep, you're capped out by you. <laughs> That's not yeah. really going to work for the team you're on. So I don't, obviously I don't really know the ins and outs. I'm pretty darn far from pro gamer territory myself. <laughs> so I, I don't really know. But I have heard that, yeah, they aren't going to be having... 17-year-old gamers in China, uh, on teams at least, anymore. So that's pretty crazy. And there is a VR esports scene, and right now it's pretty small, but unless that rule changes, that is going to have a long-term effect at least. What do you think about all that? Yeah, this, this, this is something that I, you know, a lot of people just look at that and they go, well, that's, that's kind of crazy, yet... The I it, and it is for them to say that because I think it's a here it's like this issue for parents all the time like how much do you let your kids play your the game do you let them do it all the time anytime they want do you limit it to weekends or just holidays or whatever and so you kind of struggle with that anyway for the government to come in and say this is what you get to do for gaming and personal enjoyment that. That is foreign to us, but this is a country that has for years told people how many children they can have. So it's not a new thing that they want to control parts of people's lives and do what they think is best. So it's kind of hard to sit over here and, and know, you know, I, I don't know how people feel there. You would think oh, that yeah. the kids would be against it, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I wasn't going to jump too far into political commentary or anything. I just thought it was interesting from a uh, esports and gaming in general <laughs> perspective. But I am pretty interested to see when they mandate people's different hairstyles, who will be assigned the Mohawks. Because mm. I would really petition for the grandmothers being assigned to the Mohawks. Ooh, I think that yeah. would really work. That'll just confuse everybody. That'll really mix it up. That would be out of left field. But when they ban how many burritos you could have in a week, how would you feel about that? Well, I would no longer be able to visit, would I? <laughs> you would, yeah, you, you would be I out would of there wherever that is. Death. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. you do only eat burritos. Just, I don't know if everybody knows that. <laughs> three, three meals a day. 
I would. My wife is fortunately an amazing cook, or that would be true. That was true prior to her. <laughs> I would live off burritos. But Breakfast burrito, lunch burrito, dinner burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there a dessert burrito? burrito? Of course. We need, uh, to, we need to create that. I mean, there are those long donuts. There are those... Uh, is it baklava? Is that what... I might be mixing up my food words, but there are all kinds hmm. of dessert burritos for sure. Would you uh, Would you eat a cherry cobbler burrito? Would I eat a cherry cobbler burrito? I assume that's rhetorical because that is the most <laughs> easy question I've ever heard in my okay. life. Okay. Just Just checking. All right. Well, now, now I'm offended. Oh. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, so not, a, not, not an easy question for everybody. Um, I don't know. Leave in the comments if you would eat a cherry cobbler burrito. And if your answer is no, tell me why so that I don't judge too harshly. But anyway. There you go. So there's a VR studio called Alchemy Labs. with spelled like owl, but pronounced yep. like alchemy. So, yep. uh, In Austin, Austin, Texas. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's cool. Uh, yeah. They're owned by Google, so it makes sense that they'd be somewhere like Austin or California or whatever. But uh, and they were the ones that did Job Simulator. But they made or they're mm -hmm. working on a new game called Cosmonious High. From looking at it so far, it kind of looks like maybe like even a game geared more toward kids or something. It's really kind of hard to tell, but it looks entertaining. I mean, I'd try it. Why not? Kind of looks yeah. fun. Hmm. So had you they do a good job on their games. No, they but they do a good job on games, and they've had a lot of success. So I'm I'm curious what that. I'm going to have to look that up and see what it looks like. Yeah, but I mean the main thing I know about it is it's supposed to be a goofy game. It comes out in 2022, so I don't have a lot of info on it other than what different people are posting that they know about it. So uh, it's just like a collection of little snippets from different people. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like they have it so you can have different superpowers or something in it, which hmm. I always like superpowers in VR. What's not to like about superpowers? So yeah, should be interesting. I'll always have to see it uh, more when they release their trailers. So There, there probably are superpowers that you would not want to have. So just just a FYI. All right. Well, I'm going to completely agree, but now we have to have examples. So this can be instead of first part, second part, we each can assign each other a superpower that would be bad to have. I already have yours. Mm. Ooh, Let me know when you have okay. mine. So you, you ready? I, I've got yours, so you go first. All right. The ability to always hit your funny bone whenever you put your arm on the table. Mm, I don't see how that's a superpower. Every time. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, oh, you, there it is. Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Okay. So you, this, I, I'm giving you an actual superpower. Okay. okay. So you, your uh, superpower is called sneeze freeze. So you, when you sneeze on somebody, it's a, it's a, a freezing stream and, and you freeze somebody into place. Like just like freeze tag, but it's for real. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm going to so be so fun you, to have at parties. Right. So that's, a, is that a superpower you'd want? 
you know, no, but uh, I don't have a superpower currently, so I guess I'd take it over nothing. Why not? Mm. Okay. I didn't do a good job then. (laughs) (laughs) I failed. Yeah, but you're doing something worse. Thank you. Well, so there's another game while you're brainstorming that I am actually pretty darn excited about, and it's called Cradle of Sins. And they've really mm-hmm. not been pushing anything, as far as I can tell. I just saw like a trailer recently, but I'd seen something about Cradle, or like I'd seen Cradle of Sins teased a while ago, like over a year ago, it feels like. And the reason I'm excited is it's a MOBA, which is like, it, so it's a multiplayer online battle arena, is what it stands for. But that's like League mm-hmm. of Legends, uh, Pokemon Unite, these are MOBAs. And so I like VR, I like MOBAs. I'm excited to have a VR MOBA. So it's going to enter mm. early access in 2021, which there's not a lot of 2021 left. So I call that good news. I'm excited. So I don't know yeah. anything about pricing or anything, though. So I guess we'll find out. So I want to know, just be sure to let me know if you see that comes out, because I think we we should jump in and play that together. For some reason, that sounds like something that would be good for us, because I will be horrible at it, and you'll get an easy win. That's what I was about to say, is uh, I'm definitely down to play with you, but you're on the other team. So (laughs) uh, we can can team up and... uh, I'll plummet my elo with you. It'll be it'll be an adventure to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. But blessed uh, new game I was seeing coming out. Actually, it's out. It came out uh, this last month. I expect you to die too. Mm. And what's funny is, yeah, good. No, I, I just thought it should be. I expect you to die also. Mm, yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, what's funny is this is a game I've been looking forward to, much like I've been looking forward to I Expect You to Die, the first one. And I own the first one, and I still haven't played it. But that's because when I play games, it's almost always to socialize with my friends online that aren't in the same state as me for the most part. And so I end up playing other things like I've actually been playing a lot of The Forest, which is a it's kind of like an it's a survival game where there are these cannibals after you and you have to go find Timmy. <laughs> you have to go find what? Timmy. But you can like build structures and stuff. Your airplane crash landed and you're on a cannibal island and there are all these crazy caves and you have to go fight off these monsters. It's pretty fun. But yeah, it's huh. multiplayer and I've been playing a decent amount of that with my friends. And so, yeah, it's, I just always end up prioritizing multiplayer over single player. But I am really looking forward to it. I expect you to die and I expect you to die too. But yeah, the other maybe one you'll I've have played both of those by the time I expect you to die three or four come out. Then you'll be like caught up by then. Mm, I like it. I like it. That's a good plan. Yeah. Kind of like people that wait till a... Till a TV show is completely through so that they can watch it all at once. You're just kind of waiting until all the versions of I Expect You to Die are out so that you can just run through them all at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fair. I also am that person with shows. I really like to wait until, at the very least, the 
the whole seasons out if it's something that comes out in pieces so yeah usually that's me yeah oh you got my number on that one but yeah, i guess have you been not a bad plan have you been able to find any time to play anything you've been pretty darn busy with that daggum <laughs> real life yeah no i haven't done anything because i also not just because i've been busy but the fact that i have no computer has been a bit of a, a damper yeah you could play virtual virtual reality where you just yeah. imagine that you get to play but you don't right i did a little of that and i was out in the front yard pretending to play things and um i was wearing a a uh an old um box that i got from one of the fast food restaurants i just taped it to my head and i was in the front yard and the neighbors started to complain yeah I hate when that happens. Mind your own business. Get your own box, neighbors. Stop being so jealous yeah. of my really cool box. But that's that's all I could do right now is pretend. So <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. So <laughs> I guess that, that makes it the me show because I have been playing stuff. So one of the other <laughs> things that I've not been playing uh, much at all because it, at least for a long time was single player was Beat Saber and I realize now there's a co-op mode but my friends that have it are all going to be really really good at it because they've been playing since it came out pretty much so <laughs> I need to play some catch up but my wife and I have been playing I just set it up so that it displays on the big screen and then we can take turns playing a level and it's actually been a blast so been finally getting to play some Beat Saber. It's a pretty good game. I knew it was a good game. So how, just, you know, but how would you feel about that? It just real. I realized that that sounds like the kind of game that should have a, uh, you know, the haptic deal. Like you're wearing the suit, the full body suit, so that if you get hit by one of those boxes, you feel it. <laughs> I like it. Would that, would that be bad or good? <laughs> I don't see the need for that. Maybe if it's like you're getting, uh, I think you, they would have to throw way more stuff at you. But I don't know. Why not? Why not have haptics there? We had talked know. about that, it, though. Hmm? No, that, that could just create like a, a lot of anxiety for me. I don't know if I'd jump in every time to play because I'd be like, oh, I hate getting hit by that game. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to hate paintball because that's a much better example of a good use of haptics. Mm, yeah. But we had discussed the idea of they should be adding foot trackers so that you have to also move your feet because these rhythm games can also function as dance games pretty much. So you could pretty much have like a music dancing training simulator just by making people hit things certain ways kind of like ddr was but but as a more beat saber-esque yeah because you can control how people are moving their arms for the most part with where you place things so if they had to step certain places too you could really get them going could be fun yeah uh, that's that's not something i'm gonna do but i could see that <laughs> yeah well it didn't pass the gruen test no one sorry yeah, can't make it, but yeah, I guess what are you most looking forward to playing once your laptop gets fixed? How's that one? Um, so I've talked about it too much, but you sent me an no, article. Paintball. No, oh, well, okay. no, I do want to, I do want to play paintball, of course, but uh, I do need to try, I need to get the flight simulator. You sent me an article that yeah. was some 
would be basically saying, come on, people, this is amazing. You got to do this. And yeah. yeah, time to do it. It does look really, really impressive. It looks very worth trying. Yeah. So. But I guess, you know, that by the time we get good at flying a plane, the drones will be out and there's no controls in a drone. If you take a drone somewhere, a drone flight is going to be just basically a pod for for anywhere from one to six people. And it's just, you know, you're being controlled by a station, there's no pilot, and you don't have any control that you can grab onto. So that's going to be freaky, but when people get used to it, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, that does sound pretty darn sweet. Space Uber. Point, Not actually yeah, space, Air Uber. The point being that there's really no flight simulator needed for the drone. So by the time yeah. we get good at flying planes, there's going to be these drones that nobody needs to know how to fly except the computer. So Yeah. <laughs> There's a there is a company that's doing in Florida. I think they're going to start in Florida, where they they will do they can only do short flights. They're they have to do I think they're an hour hour and a half long, so they're just going to do regional airports around Florida, is where they're starting, and they'll take six people at a time, and they're going to be running. You know they they don't call them drones, but they they don't fly like normal airplanes. So I think they're drones. <laughs> It does make for an interesting descriptor, but really it's an unpiloted flight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool, though. Yay, technology. That'll certainly Go make team. getting to Ohio for Christmas here and there less terrible because that is a long drive in the winter. So. Yeah. Well, they've got to get the technology to go further than an hour and a half, I guess. Right. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Not tomorrow. Yeah. It's like yep. a. 10 hour drive it's supposed to be eight but it's never eight and i'm not doing the speed limit so i don't know how anyone's doing that but here we are yeah so anyway i think that about does it do you have anything here at the end we should say to the people well do you have anything coming up that you wanted to do you have anything coming up that you want to plug i i've recorded some things i don't know how exciting they're going to be but it's just kind of travel log stuff and i don't want to tell too much about it but yeah i think i think uh one in particular i'm gonna love it i hope people do it's it's from a generation gone by it was called the andy griffith show and i went to the city where he grew up and that they based Mary mayberry on for the andy griffith show and it feels like a, that show just goes on and on and reruns forever and there are people that are still watching it now that it's you know you can stream it in different places and it's kind of basically it's a wholesome show so parents may be showing it to their kids i don't know but yeah just kind of a fun look at that little town in Mount Airy, North Carolina. That sounded like a good time out there. I am glad for you guys you have gotten to do that. Uh, no, I I think the only thing really on my radar is helping you with a big move, trying to get a bunch of stuff done. And I guess I am kind of looking forward to October. I tend to binge scary stuff, which if any of you have checked out the Donuts or Else channel, I'll be playing some spooky VR games for sure come October, so I guess I've Good got plan. that to plug and that to look forward to, because I like to do that, and I'm already kind of kicking it off with The Forest, because it is kind of a spooky game. Nice. And you're just spooky in general, so that's good. Yeah, spooky fella over here. Well, it's been fun. Nice catching yeah. up. Yeah. I will catch you in the future, Beatman, and 
the rest of you internet see ya in october yes indeed